the service of prayer and preaching for Jubilate, the fourth Sunday of Easter, May 8th, 2022. The opening hymn is LSB 646, Church of God, Elect and Glorious. Be 
This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Sanctify us in your truth. Your word is truth. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. With joy will you draw water from the wells of salvation. And you will say in that day, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Proclaim that his name is exalted. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitants of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Glory be to the Father, Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation.
reading from Isaiah, the 40th chapter. To whom then will you compare me that I should be like him, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. He who brings out their host by number, calling them all by name, by the greatness of his might, and because he is strong in power, not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The introit is verses from Psalm 66. Shout for joy to God, all the earth, alleluia. Sing the glory of his name. Give to him glorious praise, alleluia. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies come cringing to you. Come and see what God has done. He is awesome in his deeds toward the children of man. Bless our God, O peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. Who has kept our soul among the living and has not let our feet slip. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Shout for joy to God, all the earth. Alleluia. Sing the glory of his name. Give to him glorious praise. Alleluia. A reading from First Peter, the second chapter. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Be subject, for the Lord's sake, to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme, or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. Servants, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the unjust. For this is a gracious thing, when, mindful of God, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. 
For what credit is it if when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? But if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from John, the 16th chapter. Jesus said, A little while and you will see me no longer, and again a little while and you will see me. So some of his disciples said to one another, What is this that he says to us, A little while and you will not see me, and again a little while and you will see me, and because I am going to the Father. So they were saying, What does he mean by a little while? We do not know what he's talking about. Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him, so he said to them, Is this what you are asking yourselves, what I meant by saying, A little while and you will not see me, and again a little while and you will see me? Truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. When a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. So also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Continue with the common responsory on page 263. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. We continue with the Ten Commandments, the Apostles' Creed, and the Lord's Prayer. You shall have no other gods. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. 
Our text is Peter's first epistle, especially these words, Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. The theme of the day, the fourth Sunday of Easter, is jubilate. It, it is where we get our English word jubilee, which means to show great happiness or to rejoice. It may seem odd at first to hear these words of the Holy Spirit through Peter, who tells us that we are sojourners and exiles. It's hard for us to see this world as a place we are just passing through when it is the only place we have ever known. We can read through the story of Abraham who left his family and his home and trusted God would care for him. He didn't know where he was going, he just went. We can be inspired by that historical account, but that doesn't mean we really want to leave our homes and become foreigners in a strange land. Many are inspired to go on short-term mission trips. Some even endeavor on long-term mission trips. But at the end of the day, the flesh likes what is familiar. I know this is no big revelation to you. The flesh likes what it likes, and it wants what it wants. That's easy enough to understand. The same is true of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit calls, gathers, and enlightens the Christian to know that he has a home, an eternal home, in the presence of the Father. The sinful world is not our end. Even heaven is not our final home. It's a wonderful place of no more suffering or pain, but what we long for is the resurrection, the last day when body and soul are perfectly and gloriously joined together. The life of the newborn babes who have faith in Christ Jesus enjoy the glorious presence of God for all eternity. The Christian knows Jesus has prepared a place for them and that he is coming back. Others might think they do or wonder if they do or even wish they do, but only the Christian really knows because the Christian has Christ. Eternal life has been given to them. It is God's gift to sinners given precisely to sinners who don't deserve it. Since Christ alone has earned this gift for all people, it is only through faith in Christ that anyone has eternal life. This eternal life is not just an endless existence. It's a life filled with holy love. Eternal life is to be loved by God and to love God perfectly and always to enjoy the height, depth, breadth, and length of God's pure love. It is to have no evil desires. It is to find perfect joy in loving one another and submitting to one another without seeking to put anyone down or do anyone any harm at all. You won't find this life here on earth except under the cover of sin, weakness, doubts, and pain. Moments of extreme pain can bring out extreme responses. There are those for whom we mourn that we might question their faith. We question those who take their own lives because how can they have a chance to repent but take heart? We don't know what is in their hearts at the moment of their death. Even when overcome with despair, faith can still be present. Even weak faith is faith. Then there are those who can see what we see but mock what cannot be seen. They live with the code that the proof is in the pudding. So when it comes to death, it seems pretty clear. Look, there isn't much to see. They mock our faith and cling to only what they have known. 
This is what drives the often now called the celebrations of life. There's a drive to call us back to what we can actually see, and only from there, from those memories, do they say we can find jubilate, if not even just a shred of joy. The trouble doesn't end there, brothers and sisters in Christ. This is one of the foundational underpinnings of secularism. While arguing for a complete separation of church and state, the state must by necessity take on a different understanding of what a human is and what a human is to do. They support the protection of individual believers, but not the protection of their beliefs. Secularist groups are entirely opposed to discrimination against people because of their religious beliefs. Secularists who are true to their own philosophy believe that the law should not restrict reasonable and vigorous criticism of religion. So, when secularists mock our faith, they sneer at the snow they sneer at the so-called pie in the sky by and by when you die. But we don't put our confidence in any pie in the sky hope of heaven. We put our confidence in Christ. We confess of Jesus true God he first from death has burst forth into life all subduing his enemy doth vanquished lie. His death has been death's undoing, and yours shall be like victory or death and grave, saith he who gave his life for us, life renewing. This confession drives our faith. It is drives our life. It's the very basis of our jubilate. So we sing, let praises ring, give thanks and bring to Christ our Lord adoration. His honor speed by word and deed to every land, every nation. So shall his love give us above from misery and death set free all joy and full consolation. Brothers and sisters in Christ, Jesus is not simply a means of getting to heaven. To know Jesus is to have life. The place that Jesus prepares for us is prepared for us as Jesus takes away from us everything that would keep us away from God. He takes away our sin. In this way, he gives us our home. In this way, he makes us free. Freedom is not well understood. Perhaps this is because people confuse the two different kinds of citizenship and therefore the two different kinds of freedom God gives us. As Christians, we live as citizens in two different kingdoms. We are citizens in heaven as members of Christ's church here on earth. The church on earth is the church militant. She is at war. The church in heaven is the church triumphant. She is at war no more. These are not two churches. There is only one church that is here on earth and in heaven at the same time. Belonging to the church means we belong to Christ and that our home is in heaven. It is this citizenship that enables us to live as good citizens of whatever nation God has placed us here on earth. The freedom of the Christian comes not from the secular government or earthly leaders. Our freedom comes from the gospel. The gospel is the good news that Christ has purchased us by his blood and set us free from every kind of spiritual tyranny and oppression. When God sanctifies us, he sets us free. The gospel makes no demands on us. It is God's gift. For this reason, we must carefully distinguish between the law and the gospel. The law provides us with a different kind of freedom. Nations here on earth lose their freedom when people set themselves up above the law. 
Sometimes this is done by governments. Consider the criminal rulers of the 20th century, Adolf Hitler, Mao Zedong, Joseph Stalin, Fidel Castro, and you can add many others. They stole, lied, and murdered. They acknowledged no law greater than their own will to power. The result was the enslavement of billions of people. History bears witness to the truth that lawlessness deprives everyone of freedom. Civil or worldly freedom comes by submitting to the law. This is why St. Peter urges us to curb what he calls our fleshly lusts. Fleshly lust refers to every kind of self-centered desire within us that leads us to defy the rules that govern decent behavior. You don't need to be a Christian to know what these rules are. You keep your word, you avoid drunkenness, you stay out of fights, you show consideration to the peace and well-being of your neighbor. You don't assume the rules apply only to everyone else and not specifically to you as well. You, as the Apostle puts it, submit to every ordinance of man. In the days of the New Testament, in the days the New Testament was being written, the early Christians lived under different forms of government. But every legal government is instituted by God, and so we submit to the law of the state in obedience to God. Lawlessness produces no freedom for anyone but only tyranny, as the strong impose their will against the weak without any law keeping them in check. See, law and order is the road to freedom. If you cannot walk the streets in safety, if you cannot buy something and know that it will remain yours until you sell it or give it away, if you cannot count on the law being applied equitably to everyone alike, you cannot live free. Your freedom will be at the whim of every bully who gets into power. The path to freedom in civil or political affairs is the rule of law. It's not democracy. The majority can be as lawless and tyrannical as any dictator. In our outward lives, we need law. This law God has put into the consciences of all people. This is why St. Peter can speak of the government as sent by God to punish evildoers and to praise those who do good at a time when the government was not made up of Christians. You don't have to know Christ to know right from wrong. A Jew or a Mason can know what is good and what is bad for the country. A Christian may be utterly incompetent to serve in government. Good government through which God brings us earthly peace and freedom, can be given through Christians or non-Christians. In either case, we Christians are to submit to the laws of the state as if they are from God. See, in this way, we silence those who would slander the truth. We confess by pointing out our own hypocrisy. When Christians submit willingly to others, they win credibility. Then, when they confess the Christian faith, as they are given opportunity, people may be willing to listen. The reason we don't want to submit to others is because we're proud. We don't like to put up with folks who aren't as smart as we are. We don't like to submit to stupid rules or to tolerate those who are ignorant and unfair. We assert our freedom from unreasonable demands and assume that by such self-assertion, we make ourselves free. That's not how the Christian gets Christian freedom. It doesn't come from self-assertion. Jesus said that whoever humbles himself will be exalted, but whoever exalts himself will be abased. In other words, if you raise yourself up, God will bring you down. But if you humble yourself, God will raise you up. And humbling yourself before God means humbling yourself before those whom God has put into your life. Sometimes these are the last people 
before whom you want to express a humble spirit. Yet they are precisely the ones to whom we must submit. That's not slavery. That's true freedom. In the movie Shawshank Redemption, Andy, the hero of the story, is in prison for a crime he did not commit. One day he locks himself in a room and he sends out of the public address system of the prison some beautiful opera music that mesmerizes the prison population. Now for his offense, he's thrown in a hole for a month. When asked how he could stand the punishment, he said that he was listening to the music. No one can take that away from you, he said. We Christians listen to the music of the gospel whenever we feel imprisoned by the arbitrary, unfair, cruel, and painful treatment we receive in this life. We don't have to defend ourselves or stand on our pride or fight every battle. We need only the freedom that Christ has won. That is the freedom from guilt. When Jesus takes away sin, he does so completely. He doesn't leave anything for us to do. He comes to us in his gracious and life-giving gospel, and he speaks words to us from God. As he departed from this world to go to the Father, he departed through pain. What is unfair or cruel or painful or just plain wrong that Jesus did not suffer? He did so without complaint. When he suffered and entrusted himself to the one who judges justly, he not only gave us the example of humility to follow, but he won for us the true and eternal freedom we need. No longer can our sins or consciences accuse us. Jesus has borne our sin by his suffering. Jesus has washed our consciences free by his death in our stead. Jesus has won for us true spiritual freedom in this life and eternal freedom in heaven in the life to come. We are free here in this place as we gather in his name as his holy church. We are free at home when we read his holy word and pray as God's family. We are free in the privacy of our room or in the car or at the job when we consider the gospel promise God gave us and now he has clothed us, clothed us with Christ by holy baptism. Wherever the Holy Spirit brings us the words of Jesus, there we are free. When we have to push the broom, fix the motor, file the papers, fill out the form, and especially take orders and insults and abuse, we are free. We don't need to prove ourselves to anyone because we have him who has given us citizenship in another country. That country will never be destroyed for it was purchased by the blood of Jesus and will endure forever and ever. To that country our Lord Jesus will bring us someday. Meanwhile, we rest secure in the knowledge that there are no sufferings in this life that can be compared with the joys that wait for us Christians in heaven. Until that day, even in the face of death and persecution, we exclaim, Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. We sing hymn LSB 483, With high delight let us unite. Christ our salvation to 
set us free forever. He is risen and sent to all earth's ends, good news to save every nation. True God, he first from death has burst forth into life all subduing. His enemy doth vanquished lie, his death has been death's undoing. And yours shall be like victory, for death and grave, saith he who gave, his life for us, life renewing. Let praises ring, give thanks and bring to Christ our Lord adoration. His honor speed by word and deed to every land, every nation. So shall his love give us above from misery and death set free all joy and full consolation. In peace let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For the gift of divine peace and of pardon with all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For the holy Christian church, here and scattered throughout the world, and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this nation, for our cities and communities, and for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For seasonable weather and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those in need, for the hungry and homeless, for the widowed and orphaned, and for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sick and the dying, and for all those who care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Finally, for these and for all our needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Almighty God, you show those in error the light of your truth, so that they may return to the way of righteousness. Grant faithfulness to all who are admitted into the fellowship of Christ's church, that they may avoid whatever is contrary to their confession, and follow all such things as are pleasing to you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by the patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, 
Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Christ has been raised from the dead. Alleluia. Alleluia. Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Raised from the dead, he will never die again. Death has no more dominion over him. Christ has been raised from the dead. Alleluia, alleluia. Dying, Christ dies to sin once for all. Living, he lives to God. Count yourselves as dead to sin and alive to God. In Christ Jesus our Lord. Christ has been raised from the dead. Alleluia. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve us. Amen. We sing hymn LSB 756, Why Should Cross and Trial Grieve Me?
days of gladness, and I will trust him still when he sends me sadness. God is good, his love attends me. Day by day, come what may, guides me and defends me. From God's joy can nothing sever, for I am his dear lamb, he my shepherd ever. I am his because he gave me his own blood for my good, by his death to save me. Now in Christ <clears throat> death cannot slay me, though it might day and night trouble and dismay me. Christ has made my death a portal. From the strife of this life to his joy immortal.